Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we'll be focusing specifically on Jerry's window and all the great moments that took place there. Yeah, so for Adam and myself living in New York, there are so many things from Seinfeld we can relate to. You know, the subways, the cab drivers, bakeries, bodegas, the traffic, trying to find a decent parking space. The list goes on and on. But Jerry's window is another topic we wanted to discuss because that's something that's very relatable, especially living in New York. You're always looking out your window and observing people outside in the building across the street. And Seinfeld did a great job of covering that throughout the series. Yeah, that's so true. You can sort of watch the world go by your window, see what different kinds of people are out there. Yeah, you watch businesses change hands and how the buildings change. And I actually lived on the fifth floor of my old building, so <laughs> I kind of feel like I got to get the same perspective as Jerry. Yeah, that, but it's so true that that's just a big part of uh, New York living. Yeah, and before we get into some of the moments, let's talk a little bit about the look of Jerry's window and how it changed throughout the series. You know, in season one, his window was much bigger and the area in front of the window was more open. There's a record player instead of a computer. He also has a telescope in front of his window. Of course, in the first episode, there's no bedroom and no hallway between the bedroom and the bathroom. So Jerry obviously did some renovations to his apartment between the first and second episode. You could knock these walls down, make it an eight-room luxury suite. (laughs) (laughs) And then starting with the second episode, the window is more or less the window we're familiar with, although there's a cactus in the corner that we never see again. Oh, I'm sure the cactus will smooth things over. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I noticed was there's a small little figure of a head with like a brain coming out of the skull, which reminds me a little bit of when Jerry's brain was playing his penis in a chess match in the (laughs) nose job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's trouble, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And then by season two, we see the Met hat hanging on the wall next to the window. And I know Jerry and Larry would alternate Yankee and Met hats throughout the seasons. There's also a picture of Keith Hernandez on the wall. He's Keith Hernandez. You're Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) And then by season five, the hat gets replaced by a small picture of the poster for the 1976 King Kong remake. And I think that only appears in season five. And then it gets replaced by a picture of an old school New York City taxi cab, which stays there for the rest of the series. So those were just some of the different looks I've noticed throughout the nine years. But as far as all the different moments at Jerry's window, I'll let you start us off, Adam. What moment would you like to discuss first? So I think the moment that I want to discuss first is the one that made me think of the idea for this episode. Um, It's in The Boyfriend at the very end when Kramer and Newman are about to go help Keith Hernandez move and George runs in all frantic and says, Keith, where's Keith? You just missed him. <laughs> and he was running over to the Keith, up here. I need you to come with me on employment office. I'm the chucker. <laughs> and I love that because not only is George like so desperately trying to get Keith's attention, but he and Keith never interacted in the show except the very beginning mm-hmm. when George asked him that weird question with all these ball clubs flying around all season. Don't you think there'd be a plane crash? Like, the entire team would just get wiped out. <laughs> I love Jerry's look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So amazing. Yeah, it's just really, like, that desperation in George's voice. It's, uh, it's wonderful. 
that explosive Jason Alexander acting. And then Jerry tops it off with, well, Biff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all he can say. It's like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the moments I'd like to discuss is way back in the stock tip. This might be the first scene involving Jerry's window, but it's when Kramer is looking out the window with the binoculars. Kramer's like, oh, look at this one by the bus stop. What a body. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, and you're just what she's looking for, too. A stranger leering through a pair of binoculars ten floors up. <laughs> <laughs> Another early reference, uh, it's not really a window scene, but it's in the robbery when George is like, let's not forget the radiator. The steam has been on here for ten years. No human could turn this off. Oh, yeah, I thought about that one, too, because he's, yeah, yeah. he's by the window. you know. Right. Now, one of the best episodes involving Jerry's window is obviously the contest. Oh, of course. And it starts with Kramer coming in, you know, hey, come here, look at this. There's a naked woman across the street. <laughs> Second floor from the top. See the window on the left? Jerry's like, who walks around the house like that? <laughs> Maybe she's a nudist, you know, those nudist colony people. Kramer's just like, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Slowly walks out. Yep. Jerry's like, let me ask you something. In these nudist colonies, do they eat naked in the dining room? I would imagine it's all naked. What about the chambermaids? Are they naked too? They're naked. Gardeners are naked. Bellhops. One big nudorama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this scene also um, made me think of one thing because I was thinking, obviously, it's such a classic scene, them looking out the window at this naked woman, but. If we go fast forward to season nine in the apology, Jerry's girlfriend likes to walk around his apartment naked and we don't know how long he was with her. So is it possible that like, you know, somebody was leering through their window across the street from Jerry's building, looking in at her and saying, oh, look at this one, you know, walking around naked. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe there were other girlfriends because Jerry says that part of phase two in the relationship with Vanessa, he says that walking around naked is part of phase two. Exactly. And then going back to the scene, I just love when Elaine comes in. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? Jerry's like, there's a naked woman across the street. She's like, ah, oh, <laughs> this is going to be the easiest money I've ever made in my life. So my friend Joyce is teaching an aerobics class. I'm going to go tonight. Yeah, the, the waitress should have taken it back. <laughs> so then I got a call this morning. You know, I was chosen to go on a space shuttle. We're going to Mars. Uh huh. Have a good time. <laughs> i also love the scene later when kramer is begging jerry not to go across the street to tell her to put the shades down <laughs> this is something that comes about once in a lifetime when we were boys looking through our bedroom windows we would think why can't there be a woman out there taking her clothes off and now that wish has come true and you want to throw it away <laughs> I love later, too, when Jerry's she's not there. Oh, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> the way he sits back and kind of crosses his legs. Yeah, exactly. He's so content. He's got nothing to do all day. <laughs> <laughs> or the scene when Jerry's just like, all right, I'll talk to you later. I'm watching Tiny Toons here on Nickelodeon. <laughs> when you know Kramer's just baiting him. He's oh, that's like, good. Love. That's very good. Yes, it's hot in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Woman across the street has nothing on, nothing on, nothing on. <laughs> the witchy wives go swoosh, 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 swoosh. 
And then, of course, the the scene at the end with Marla when she's like, and to think how close I came to you being the one. I must have been out of my mind. <laughs> and she, she slams the door and Jerry just Jerry thinks just, about it for a minute. And then he just the walk over and his smirk on his face when he sits down by the window. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> yep. The best. Oh, yeah, that's so great. And of course, we can't forget. Oh, my God in heaven. <laughs> Is that Krima? <laughs> He's waving. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect conclusion to that episode. Just all of at that window and like that. That window is their their portal to the outside world. It's a great point. But in that episode, we obviously know that there's the naked woman across the street. But also in going back to season three in The Good Samaritan, they mentioned the blonde with the blue sweatpants. Oh, yeah. Becky Gelke. Yeah. So that building, I guess, is just full of hot women. (laughs) I guess so. Like you're living in the Playboy Mansion. (laughs) At least they're not living across the hall from a guy that smells like potatoes. Oh, that's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. Your whole building smells like potatoes. <laughs> and just one other thing I wanted to mention about the contest. Uh, it's not really the window we're focusing on, but it is one of Jerry's other windows, and that's the bathroom window. There's a blooper in that episode where when Jerry's making out with Marla on the couch and you see someone walking by the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to bring up was Elaine likes throwing things out of the window. Oh, yeah, I thought about that, too. There's, of course, in the beard, I don't like this thing. (laughs) And here's what I'm doing with it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great, too, because when you listen to the commentary in that episode, they talk about how um, Elaine shuts the blinds on George's head. But in real life, Julia shut them just a little too soon. And yep. <laughs> caused Jason to get a giant welt on his head. <laughs> he said it was so painful. Yeah, Jason got hurt in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you go back and listen to that scene, you can hear Jason laugh right after Julia says, I don't like this thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's like, a, ah! mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of Elaine's best scenes. And it's interesting, too, because like. If you bring up the episode to people, if you say, oh, the the beard, you're like, wait, wh- which one? That one's one of those kind of mm-hmm. foggy middle season six episodes. But if you say the scene, oh, when Elaine throws George's toupee out the window, like everybody knows that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You're so. bald. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was bald. <laughs> <laughs> Another great moment when she throws something out the window is in the opposite when Jerry is even Steven. Yep. <laughs> and Jerry says, yesterday I lost the job, and then I got another one. And then I missed a TV show, and then later they reran it. And then today I missed the train, went outside and caught a bus. It never fails. I always even out. And then Elaine's like, give me 20 bucks. He's like, why? Just give me 20 bucks. And then she throws the 20 bucks out of the window. He's like, what the hell was that? Let's see if you get the 20 bucks back. You know, you could have thrown a pencil out the window and seen if that came back. <laughs> <laughs> I love how... George comes upstairs. Hey, I just found $20. (laughs) (laughs) Another episode that has some great stuff with Jerry's window is the glasses. Oh, yeah. When Jerry gets the Commando 8. But I wanted to bring this up. Did you ever find it odd that Jerry never had an air conditioner? Yeah, I did. Because, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he had his reasons. Maybe because he's kind of like a somewhat of a minimalist and he didn't want the extra price and cost of an air conditioner. 
But yeah, but the way Elaine describes it is like, oh, I, I thought you didn't like air conditioning. Maybe it has to do, you know, he says he has a deviated septum. Sometimes he has to open his mouth to breathe. Mm-hmm. So possibly like the colder, drier air isn't good for him. Maybe he prefers it to be like a little on the warm side. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe he's good with just a fan or something. But yeah, honestly, like, again, going back to living in New York, especially in Manhattan, it's like, I don't know how you could survive without an air conditioner because it definitely yeah. gets hot during the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muggy. Well, I also thought maybe he's not used to having an air conditioner just growing up with his parents all those years. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. They didn't know how to work it. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling her it's like an oven in here. You can turn the air conditioner down if you want. No, I'm fine. Are you <laughs> sure you're not cold? No. <laughs> is it my imagination or is it freezing in here? <laughs> Yeah, maybe Jerry just got used to the warm temperatures, because even in the package when uh, Newman's like, pretty hot under these lights, huh, Seinfeld? Pretty hot. Actually, I'm quite comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to play ball, huh? (laughs) But going back to the beginning of this episode, I also like the conversation right from the start when Elaine is like, do you ever spit on anyone from up here? Oh, yeah. Definitely had that one written down. Yeah. He's like, no. She's like, did you ever think about it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Seinfeldian. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, to talk about something that I think everybody that's looked out of a window or, like, been up on a high place is like, I wonder what would happen if I spit up from up here, if I dropped something yep. from up here. Like, what would what would happen? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, such a perfect way. And then I love the callback to it later on when the dog guy comes and Elaine's shouting at the, hey! I think it's shots because of your stupid dog. And Jerry's just like, <laughs> hey, you want to spit on him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he figures, oh, that's the perfect time to break it out. <laughs> and you mentioned it before, and we talked about it in the Kramer's entrances episode. But when he enters with the Commando 8 has arrived. Oh, yeah. And he just and plops the... it right on the window. Installed. Installed. <laughs> 12,000 BTUs of raw cooling power. <laughs> And this is another one of those examples, like the couch, when Jerry gets a new couch. You know, Jerry's now getting an air conditioner, and Kramer feels like he's getting an air conditioner. (laughs) Yeah, so do I. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, the mention of BTUs, that was a thing that Larry David loved. He loved the uh, that measurement for some reason. I guess he thought it sounded funny. Yeah. It was just an interesting thing. So they brought that up a few times, you know, like in the parking garage. It's not enough BTUs for my living room, you know. It was a complete <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, at the end of the episode when Kramer walks in, oh, my papaya, <laughs> the air conditioner. I love how he almost falls out the window trying to save it, too. <laughs> just... Yeah, and that's just that amazing Michael Richards physical comedy that really just shines in that scene. Oh, totally. I mean, how does he do that? He makes it seem like the air conditioner is really pulling him out the window. But yeah, he like hooks his legs under the wall to set. Like, what? I mean, just amazing. Uh, you you really think that the air conditioner really was falling out of a, yeah, out of a uh, building and that it, it was dragging him along. I mean, just amazing uh, job yeah. by Michael Richards. Oh, so beautiful. Now, another episode we have to mention is the strong box. Oh, of course. And what I really love about season nine is that they tried different things and they commented on things that they didn't do in the first eight seasons of the show. So they play with Battleship or Jerry's girlfriend is fixing his bike and he says it's just for show. Or they sit at the counter at Monk's, like things that they never typically did in the first eight seasons. They start to do in the final season. 
and this was another great example of just the buzzer not working and how everything just falls apart. And <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just love that idea of the buzzer not working. So they have to shout at Jerry from the street. He's got to yeah, go over so, to his window. And everybody's so confused and bewildered. It's like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's great, too, because they're having the, the conversations that would normally be be behind the closed doors of the apartment, mm-hmm. you know, how kind of like shallow and sort of terrible people they can be. You know, Jerry Briggs, hey, you know what's weird? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to have a huge meal and go right to sleep, but I can't anymore. <laughs> Naughty off! <laughs> <laughs> well, I was right. He's an adulterer. And he's cheating on his wife with me. Someone walks by, gives her a dirty look. We haven't done anything yet. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. It's like outside of those confines, it's like these people that are just walking by. Like, what? Are you, oh, wow. What are you talking about? And also when Elaine's like, throw down your key. And he's like, it's liable to bounce and go into a sewer. And then that comes back later on when yeah, yeah. he throws down the, the granola bar. Yeah. It went in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes down to pick up George. Where did you get that? I bought it. <laughs> Which makes me think, too, because uh, we talked about how Elaine threw the $20 bill out the window. I wonder if when she threw the 20 if it also landed in the sewer. Oh, yeah. And George just picked, obviously, obviously money he would definitely pick up. And I love when he's like, you want to bite? And Jerry's like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's very season nine, George and Jerry, right there. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And also before that, too, when George is trying to get Jerry's attention by whistling with his fingers, but he's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hidden joke. That's yeah. what it takes a few watches to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just love the end, too, how after everything with Fredo happens and Elaine asks Jerry, like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to live here or are you going to move out or what? And Jerry's just like, oh, I'll just take the fire escape to get in and out of the building. <laughs> he sounds so defeated too. Like that's, yeah. this is my life now. <laughs> Another thing I want to discuss is just when each character had to shout something out Jerry's window. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think we can start with Jerry. Um, I think the first example of this is Manya died. <laughs> yep. Manya died. died. <laughs> I love too the in a lot of sitcoms or maybe like more serious show. They would say like they would only say it once. It would just be like Manya died and seen. But mm-hmm. in Seinfeld, it's great because they knew that saying it twice would be a lot funnier because it's a lot more realistic of him shouting it. And then his mother kind of like shouting back in disbelief slash. She also really couldn't hear him. Yeah. And so it's like Manya died. You know, like, <laughs> And I also love scenes like this because it takes you back to that time where there were no cell phones. You know, Jerry couldn't just text her while she was in the cab. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. He had to catch her before she got in the cab. So. So I just love that. There's also in the visa. I will help you, Babo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't worry, Jerry. <laughs> help me. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about dramatic boy. <laughs> yeah. There's also the scene when we first see Babu in the cafe when Jerry is watching him through the binoculars, you know. I could shoot him from here. We'd be doing both of us a favor. <laughs> and Jerry puts the turtleneck over his nose and mouth. Bazooka Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine's like, why do you keep watching? Jerry's like, I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. It's like a spider in the toilet just struggling for survival. 
And even if you know it's not going to make it, you kind of root for him for a while. And then you flush. Well, it's a spider. <laughs> <laughs> they also yell out the window a lot in the parking space when uh, Jerry's like, crazy yep. kids, huh? What? <laughs> oh, my cuticle. <laughs> or when Kramer's talking to Mike and he's like, I'm coming down. And then he hits his head on the shade before he oh, comes down. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's the end, too, when Jerry's uh, coming into his apartment. And he's like, you're going to have to get up for work. He's like, I don't have a job. Neither do I. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. <laughs> There's also in the little Jerry when Jerry goes over to his window and he, he yells up, Kramer, I'm coming up. We got a cockfight to win. Yeah, that's right. And I wanted to ask you, why is he yelling at Kramer from above his apartment? Where do, do you think Kramer is on the roof, kind of working out with little Jerry? Yeah, that's what I always assumed was because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's been brought up where it would be a continuity error if it was Kramer's apartment. But no, yeah. I think Kramer and little Jerry are on the roof training mm-hmm. and, and Jerry just kind of shouts up to him. And of course, another moment we can't forget Jerry yelling out the window is uh, in the junior mint. Oh, Oh, Dolores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. There's such an amazing punchline and end to that episode. This might be up there with the contest of times that Jerry shouts out his apartment when he's looking out his apartment window. Yeah. And there's a great behind the scenes story about the scene. Glenn Padnick tells it on the DVDs. And I think we'll kind of listen to it because it's very interesting. The name that the script had as her actual name was Chloris. And I remember thinking that that really wasn't very good. But we went into the taping that night, and I sit in the stands during the taping. And between scenes as this plot was emerging, the warm-up man asked people in the audience if anybody could guess what the name of the jury's girlfriend, in fact, was. Kitty? <laughs> and one woman guesses Dolores. And I'm sitting there thinking, that is a better name than the name we have in our script. <laughs> so I got out of my seat and I went down to the stage. And I remember as the audience was falling out, I heard the warrant man say to the woman, hey, you guessed the right name. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that audience member, because that name was so much better. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. Again, one of those great happy accidents from Seinfeld. Now, we mentioned some of the moments when Jerry was yelling out of his window. But what about when he's yelling into his window? One example of this is in the label maker. Uh, Hey, Cosmo, they're towing your car. (laughs) What? Hey, my car! <laughs> <laughs> and we forgot to mention this in the Kramer's entrances episode, but this is an amazing exit slash entrance. When he comes back in, he's like, I'm taking the board with me. <laughs> and the new one just stops for a beat. Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> That's very, like, old-timey kind of vaudeville stuff right there, too. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also in that episode, you have the scene where... um. Newman is in Jerry's apartment and he's trying to move the pieces around. He's trying to cheat. 
and you know Jerry and Kramer standing outside. It's like go go, damn! And you just see Newman scurry away into Jerry's bedroom, and he climbs mm-hmm. out of Jerry's bedroom window. And as we have Jerry and Kramer going, you know, I see you, Newman. I see you. I'm taking the Congo as a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not shouting out a living room window, but it's shouting out of one of Jerry's windows. Right. And that's another great blooper when Michael Richards hurts himself. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So what about George yelling stuff out of Jerry's window? You mentioned the chucker. What are some oh, other yeah. moments that you like? Well, of course, you got to go with the classic. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Of course. <laughs> I hear I love- you. Shut up. <laughs> I love too. I just have all the, the the din of the car horns going on as well in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have George yelling into Jerry's window too. Eighty-five, Jerry. <laughs> Eighty-five IQ. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> well, hello, Professor. <laughs> also, George comments on some things while looking out the window, like he asks Elaine. Is it my imagination to do really good-looking women walk a lot faster than everybody else? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't walk that fast. No, I'm serious. Seriously, we don't. <laughs> he also comments on Marla the Virgin. She's, he's like, she's a virgin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another great blooper, too. He can't shut the shade. It's taking like, forever <laughs> to shut it. And then someone yells cut. He's like, what, is there a problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't think Elaine has too many moments. We mentioned the one when she's like, I had to get shots because of your stupid dog. Yeah, that's the main one I can think of. And then there's her yelling into Jerry's apartment, you know, went in the sewer. Right, of course. Nodding off. (laughs) (laughs) But Kramer has a few moments uh, yelling out of Jerry's window. Oh, absolutely. And one of the moments goes way back to the revenge when he's uh, Newman's about to jump. You know, I'm on the roof. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> There's also the amazing opener in the bookstore when he's like, why don't you come up here and say that to my face? <laughs> Cut to him trying to keep the door, <laughs> keep the door from opening. <laughs> hey, maybe it was the same guy from the jacket that was uh, wanted to get his jacket back. Yeah. Got out of jail after going to jail for mail fraud, you know? Mm-hmm. There's also the scene in The Barber where... Gino is in Jerry's apartment, you know, to cut Jerry's hair. And uh, Newman comes over and, and and Gino's like, oh, I can't let him know that I was here. And Jerry's like, oh, just go out the fire escape, you know. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually see it. And Gino ends up coming back. But now, as far as Kramer yelling into Jerry's window, there's the classic. Hey, Jerry, I'm starting a Peterman reality bus tour. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> reality tour <laughs> last thing that guy is qualified to give a tour of is reality <laughs> now i want to ask you when kramer's yelling out the window and he's like the kramer name might live on noreen's late she's late do you think that's him yelling out of his window or jerry's window you know i thought about that scene too because i was like oh yeah kramer yells out the window but it's hard to say because they don't necessarily differentiate between Jerry's window and Kramer's window. The only time that you really see a difference is in the chicken roaster, because you do see Kramer unfurl the bad chicken mm-hmm. uh, banner 
out the window. So I do have an I do think that it's possible that it's out of Kramer's window because I think it would be a little much for Kramer to sort of like either. Oh no, I guess, well I was thinking like no, they just had sex, but no, I guess it could be like Noreen called him and you mm-hmm. know call, called him on line one. You know, line one's your house. And <laughs> and another scene I thought of that's similar is when Kramer's trying to get the sand out of his shoes and then he drops the shoe and it lands on <laughs> Newman and the marine biologist. I wonder if that's in his apartment or Jerry's. I think that's in his apartment because Kramer seems sort of like there's that deleted scene with him and Newman where Kramer's sort of crawling out of his apartment. He's like got the sand everywhere. And Newman's like, you're obsessed with this. You, know, you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I could totally see Kramer like holding up in his apartment <laughs> until he gets rid of all the sand that is in his clothes and shoes. <laughs> Maybe he turned the sand into his mattress. You know, it's like sleeping on the beach. So one more thing I wanted to bring up, too, that's kind of interesting, because this kind of goes into a little bit broader topic of, like, Jerry searching for his apartment. How did he pick this apartment? But was one of the things that Jerry thought of when he picked his apartment, did he look out the window and kind of see what kind of view he could get? And, you know, he saw he had a street view. He could kind of check things out and Mm -hmm. see what people are doing, see what's in the neighborhood. Do you think that was, like, a factor and how he picked his apartment. Yeah, possibly, because as a comedian, you want to be able to observe as much as you can, you know, people on the street or across the street in the other building, you know, trying to find as much material as you can. And and there's no better city to find material than in New York. Yeah, that's so true. Like what kind of people are walking by, you know, who's going to. And it's also a sense of security as well. You know, if he's waiting on somebody or he's looking down, and it's like, OK, who's here? Mm-hmm. If there's an issue, you know. Is crazy Joe Davola waiting for him downstairs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm sure you know this, but the writers from Seinfeld, they would go to New York to try to get ideas for the show. They would just walk the streets, go into different stores or, or whatever the case was, just to uh, get inspiration for episodes. Yeah, just try to get that New York experience because they wanted to get out of L.A. Mm-hmm. They hadn't been there for so long. So and another thing, too, is if you have a car in New York, and you parked it in, in the good spot in front of the good building in the good neighborhood. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to make sure that it's safe and that it's secure and that there's any problems, you know. Again, hey, Cosmo, they're towing your car. You know, there's something yeah. like that going on. You mm-hmm. want to keep an eye on things. So Yeah, and I think that apartment just suited Jerry best. You know, I think if he would have gotten that apartment in the robbery, it, w- it just wouldn't have been the same. You know, he doesn't need all that space with the... With the walk-in closet, I'm walking in. It's a walk-in. <laughs> yeah. Or the proximity to the park. You know, Jerry doesn't care about that. Yeah, exactly. That apartment struck me a lot as, like, a more sitcom-y apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those apartments that, you know, it'd be, like, some struggling actor or actress, but yet they can afford, like, this huge luxury apartment in Manhattan somehow, you know. Yeah, fireplace. and yeah. Jerry's apartment really suited him. I always felt like Jerry's apartment was kind of in between him really just starting out as a comedian, like rent, maybe renting a room somewhere, you know, whatever, $100 a week, and sort of bumping up to an upgrade saying, okay, I can get my own place now, you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing too fancy, but it motivates me to work on the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and before we go, just one other thing I wanted to mention, which I love, is that the cast would huddle behind Jerry's window before every episode and they called it the circle of power and they would kind of put their hands all in together and just make a noise. It was kind of just like 
the joining of yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of like the joining of forces and it was just a ritual that they did together and they did it before every show jason was like he didn't know what it meant he didn't know if or how it helped but it was something they just did before every episode and they just felt like um a true ensemble and whenever i look at jerry's apartment i just think that before every episode that i'm watching that they huddled behind that window and formed that circle of power yeah that's right it gave it that energy and like we mentioned the kramer's entrance episode uh the area behind the door was the alley of power so you have the mm-hmm. alley of power when you're coming in and then you have the energy of the circle of power when you're going towards the other side so yeah the whole set was just an amazing place to work absolutely and i enjoyed discussing this topic i great this was a great idea adam thank you for coming up with this uh suggestion. Oh, my pleasure <laughs> and i'd like to ask our listeners because i'm very curious um if there were any moments that we missed please email us at the place to be seinfeld at gmail.com and we'll list out all the ones that we missed yeah please do i'm curious to see uh how eagle-eyed our fans are and what yeah. people consider for the list that maybe we didn't consider mm-hmm. or maybe we did consider and we had our reasons for leaving off yeah and um maybe we'll do another episode down the road about other window scenes but for right now we just wanted to focus on jerry's window but in the meantime we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to our episode all about scenes at jerry's window if you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, make sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. Do you see the irony here? You're rejecting somebody because they're bald. So? You're bald! No, I'm not. I was bald. Oh, thanks.